So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. I think when, when you're in a relationship, being able to travel with somebody is like one of the best things you could do. I agree. I think some of our best memories together are exploring new places and relaxing somewhere on a beach. So we've been working with the brand Beachbound Vacations to find our next perfect beach vacation. And instead of spending hours searching for your perfect beach, take the perfect beach finder quiz and let Beachbound do the heavy lifting for you. Go to beachbound.com to get started today. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for our next vacation. To get started, go to beachbound.com, click be the first to try and then select take our quiz. You know, you've got to come back in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back, happy hour listeners. I'm Becca Kufrin. And I'm Michelle Young. And we are so excited to be back with you this week to talk about all things hometowns on this week's episode of The Bachelorette and obviously the ongoing journeys of our girls, Gabby and Rachel. And seriously, though, I cannot believe that we are already at hometowns. It always goes so fast here at The Bachelorette. But I'm so happy to be back with you, Becca, because there is so much that went down during this last night's episode. And I'm truly, truly excited to have Jesse Palmer on. Finally, he's going to be joining us and we get to pick his brain about how the girls were doing before and after their hometown dates, but also with just everything that we've seen this season. Yes. Jesse is somebody that we had on during Clayton's season. I I was going to say last year, but it was just earlier this year. Um, And he just had such good insight. It was fun to kind of meet him, get to know him at that point because he was so fresh hosting The Bachelor. But he has like a whole new take, especially with this season with two women. So I can't wait to have him on, pick his brain, get some more fun behind the scenes that we necessarily haven't heard about or seen quite yet. But before we bring him on, let's have a little catch up. I missed you earlier. Well, I missed you last Last week because you were a little under the weather. So how are you feeling? I was so I was so sick. It was not good. Oh, I did not feel well whatsoever. But I'm finally back on my feet. Energy is back to 100. percent So uh, 
We're solid. Well, you're looking good. <laughs> and and before we started recording, you mentioned that you not only had a photo shoot this morning, but you are actually running to have a little speaking up after this. Is that something you want to share with us or that you can share, I guess? Yeah, it's just um, basketball in Minnesota is a huge thing, especially like girls basketball um, and just kind of have a lot of different connections. It did so much for me growing up with looking up to older role models, um, whether it was the high school athletes, whether it was college athletes who were coming back. And so I'll be able to kind of connect with um, the youth girls today. So I'm really excited about that. I love but, that. Um, That's so exciting. Even more exciting, Becca, I have seen you recently, mm-hmm. and I do believe <laughs> we need to talk about one thing that you've yes. been so, so excited or just like pushing for. Mm-hmm. And the keyword is Chipotle. <laughs> I knew where you were going with this, but I finally officially got the Chipotle card. And I kid you not, I not only sobbed ugly tears when I opened up that package and got the card because I was so excited, but Thomas and I have been there every single day for the past five or six days now. And... Uh, we we looked at each other last night and I was like, do you think we'll ever get sick of these burritos or these bowls? And he's like, I don't think so. And I was like, I hope that never happens because this has been incredible, especially with <laughs> not having an operating kitchen. It has been a godsend. So shout out one more time to Chipotle. Thank you for the card. Hey. So gold card Chipotle. But like, how is how is the um, remodeling going? How is that? How are your spirits? Because I know that you've been kind of stressed with everything going um, on <laughs> a little stress I have been a major basket a case bit. um so I have started calling our new house the mistress because Thomas spends so much time with her and I feel like she's taking up all of his energy and attention and so that is what we have named the house I mean it's fine it's like it's annoying but at this point I'm used to just living in chaos so it's mm-hmm. It's, you know, coming along. It's like it's actually looking really good. We today have closets that are being installed, but it's just a slow process. So we still have right. like two months to go. And I mean, if anyone has followed along on Instagram, we moved all of my stuff from L.A. down here, like within the past week or so. And it's just in boxes. It's just staying in storage in the garage for at least two months until we can unpack everything. So I've just like wiped my hands clean and I'm like what will be will be (laughs) but speaking of adjustments and maybe checking out a new place to be for a while Michelle uh do you want to share the news that we were supposed to share a couple weeks ago and completely forgot (laughs) I can already see it now no I'm just I'm I'm excited um it's it's going to be really different to take a year off of teaching to be away from the classroom. Um, For those of you who don't know, I've decided to step outside of the classroom for this next year. It's a decision that um, I would have made whether I had the bachelorette role or not, um, just to, you know, kind of take a break and uh, have a little bit of a reset. And so I'm going to be spending a little more time in LA. Um, I don't know if Thomas is ready to have me there because I will be over 
all the time. Oh, which he's, is good, he's so he's ready. He's remodeling, so he won't even notice, you know? Yeah, he's with the mistress. Hang out with me, he's Michelle. With the mistress. <laughs> what the heck? It's going to be so much fun. And the fact that you will be much closer, that we can record this podcast in person, hopefully a lot more, is going to yes. be so exciting. And speaking of recording podcasts, we do have a full episode to get into. And obviously, it came fast. Hometowns, I feel like, just... <laughs> shot on so up fast. in this season and it's something we have I mean we keep saying this entire season is something we've never seen before we have never had this many hometowns what were your thoughts on that well I remember hometowns and just how quick they came up and you're like we're, we're doing what it's time to meet families it really does truly come so so fast um, but the fact that we have two bach- bachelorettes we have so many hometowns to watch and I would say, like, this episode, every episode's important, or I guess, like, every week is important with connecting. But, like, this this episode or this moment where you're meeting their families is kind of like a make or break. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it really does shed a lot of light on things. So there's going to be a lot of light shed, I feel like. <laughs> I have to be completely honest about this episode. I thought it was a little bit boring really yes I felt really yes only because I mean interesting it's it was hard for me as a viewer to watch I mean just because there were so many hometowns but boring yes okay I do wanna okay boring really okay so I want to ask you a question though was it boring because there were so many because I felt like when I was watching it this was an episode where, like, I was zoned in. Like, I was truly zoned in. I felt so many emotions throughout it that, like, it was different. It wasn't necessarily, like, juicy, chaotic. You know, it was very much more, like, real, raw emotion. So but boring, really. Uh, yeah, there wasn't much excitement besides with Tino's family. And, uh, and, and that's fine. Like, I'm not saying I need drama, but it, like, wasn't as captivating to me because it was so bang. Wants drama. It was so bang, 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 <laughs> like, meet the families mm-hmm. for two seconds and then pop out. And and my whole thing is, like, I, I, like, I kind of like to get to know more of the families, right? Like, I okay. like when we had Grandpa John last year on with Gabby's hometown, he was so entertaining. And I feel like because it was so quick, you, like, they every family was able to ask, like, two questions then it was kind of done right right? like we didn't get to see a lot of the actual hometown itself and when I say boring I think I mean it was like besides Tino's hometown it was so straightforward every hometown and and besides Tyler Mm -hmm. being sent home early everything went swimmingly like it was all great they checked the boxes on like what every typical hometown is there wasn't much more than that for me and so I was just like this is not the most exciting episode I've ever watched but what about Tyler Um, has that happened before like has it happened where a family has been brought to like they brought you know they were there and then the contestant shows up and they don't have the lead with them I don't know I mean I'm sure it has I feel like so many things Mm. have happened I mean it's been going on what almost 20 years now so I can imagine that has happened in the past um I mean I just don't remember it but can you imagine that though because it's like you okay so when that happens it's like even as a lead you're still processing 
It's like your family is there. You're excited. And now you're processing the breakup at the same time, at the same time that like your family is waiting to meet them. So you have to explain to them what happened. But you yourself, like Tyler, is still processing. Right. But also keep in mind, I mean, you remember how much you missed and wanted to see your family like any situation, true. I would have been like, give me my family regardless, whether I'm that's with true. this person or broken up with, like, I want yeah, to see them. True. And so, I mean, I like, yes, it was a very crappy hand that Tyler was dealt dealing with that breakup. But also like the fact that he could go and see his family right after that, because usually mm-hmm. when you don't get a rose or you get sent home, this is typically how it works. And I'm not giving anything away that hasn't already been said, but like the person yeah kind of has to stay an extra night or two wherever they are like if you're in a different country you still kind of stay there and you're like in your own little quarantine bubble ten, and then 10 days becca yeah well yeah 10 days and and for some people it's different like if you make it towards the end and you're like top three and you get sent home you have to stay in whatever country is still being filmed in because you can't fly back early because then if people are watching mm-hmm. and like no spoilers and they're trying to follow along right. and like get the inside scoop they don't want that to happen. So it's like he had the best. He was already in his hometown. True. He didn't have to fly across the country to go anywhere. He's already with his family. True, like, so he's OK. That's a good point. Best case that's scenario for him, I would say. Um, OK, so, Michelle, there's two other hometowns yes. that I want to talk about quickly before we bring Jesse on, which is Eric, because a he had I mean, a very I think his was probably like the most gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching, emotional hometown mm-hmm. that we saw because of everything going on with his dad. And I mean, I can personally attest to what he's going through, just dealing with a dad who has passed. Um, and I think it really bonded Gabby and Eric in a way that we haven't necessarily seen before so much so that Correct. Gabby actually told Eric that she is falling for him, which mm-hmm. I was surprised about because we don't always see Ali doing that, especially at hometowns that early on. Right. I completely agree with you that it just it honestly for like the viewers or just myself included watching that moment, I teared up mm-hmm. like I, I was in tears, but it really was just this strong reminder that when you are going through this, whether it's a reality TV show, like, yeah, there's like fun giggles. There's other things, crazy antics that happen. But it was like this huge reminder of like the person that you choose is going to be going through so much more with you. So like this can be difficult. But like if you step choose to step outside of this, you know, you're you're dealing with potentially like family that passes away. You're dealing with sickness. You're dealing with uh, loss or just different obstacles that are so much bigger than a TV show. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that really was like, that message really was sent by watching her and Eric go through that. Yeah. Because it's kind of like a, you know what I mean? A make or break. Like you're not coming into necessarily an easy situation like Mm -hmm. that's that's heavy and i think gabby is such a good person to be doing this alongside eric because she is an icu nurse she's dealt with pain and loss and she can kind of understand in a somewhat sense of what eric is going through or what he's about to be dealing with with his family so i think that was really special to highlight that moment um and, and even just like his mom and dad and like the way that they speak about mm-hmm. each other and their commitment for one right. each for one another. I mean, like I know, and again, like not to make this about me, but from personal experience, like when my dad yeah. was so sick, my mom was the caretaker and to see her 
switch from kind of like that wife mother role to now taking care of my dad is something so special. It's something that will last a lifetime with me. Um, And so I, 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 and it also kind of shows how much Eric respects and I think trusts Gabby to show her, like to bring her into the the mix and show off that, that special side, that bond that they have um, was really, a really a special moment. Definitely the most emotional hometown that we saw. But there's one more hometown that was also pretty emotional. Um, Emotions were running high. It was a bit dramatic towards the end. And that is with Tino and his family. What were your thoughts on their approach and just like the realness that they brought, the rawness that they brought, the bluntness that they brought? Okay, so hometowns are always so tricky. And it's like you understand your family's perspective of you know when you're going through it you're the one living it you're the one in those conversations it you know this process really does kind of change you with like forcing you to be vulnerable you do you you're able to build um i feel like a certain level of connection so much quicker because you're not like hey what's your favorite color what's your favorite food like you're jumping in and you're constantly like challenging yourself to peel back emotions and talk about who you are what do you want all these different things and so it's like you understand that families are going to be hesitant or come off incredibly tough I think with Tino's family or I think when I look at these hometowns I always check to make sure like it's a tough love is okay and it's okay to be guarded um are they open, but are they cl- completely closed-minded where they're not even allowing themselves to see if, you know, their child's or family member's wh- whatever feelings are true, mm-hmm. right? Because it it makes sense that, like, people don't understand or families don't understand because it, right. it's a lot. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of truth to that. Like, it, it isn't always realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a short amount of time. Yeah. And, like, there was a moment that stuck out to me, and that was the conversation between Tino's mom and Rachel, where she had made a comment of, like, you know, what you're living in right now isn't real. Like, once you get outside of this, that's the real world. And I could, and Rachel's like, well, no, it is real. And I can kind of understand both sides because we have been in Rachel's position where we know, like, there's real feeling and our hearts are on the line here. Like, we're really trying to find a life partner. And so for us, it's real. I can see where the family is coming from because they're so removed. Mm-hmm. They they don't have the opportunity to talk to their son or to see Correct. him date this woman. They they are so disconnected where to them, yes, it feels fake because all they know now is like yeah. this crew's coming in to their house and filming, right. you know, like the first meeting of their potential daughter-in-law. So right. I get that sense. Um and and I think for them they really just want to know like what what makes you feel prepared to be able to be engaged after this like it's one thing to be dating somebody and to like right. fall in love with them but like do you think in this time constraint you really can get engaged and see a, a lasting partnership and i think for yeah. anyone kind of going through this like you know what is at the end of this what's on the line yes it's falling in love mm-hmm. yes it's a potential engagement but it's also the understanding that once you're outside of this you still have time to get to know one another and to really yeah. see how you fit into each other's lives and and we've seen relationships work out and people get married and we've seen relationships end but that's like any situation in life right it's not just the show right. and so i understand their concern and the hesitancy there 
One thing, though, that I think that I took away from watching this hometown is Rachel. And, and she's she's tended to do this in the past a bit, too, where, you know, if something goes wrong or not necessarily her way or that she doesn't expect, she just, I feel like it's so disheartened. And it's like black or white, like you know they hate she thinks that they hate her right now because of the way that the conversations were going and i wish she could yeah. kind of step outside of that a bit and just be like they they probably don't hate you and they probably would quite like you if they met you in any other situation and setting but they just are yeah. here and they care about their son and they're asking the tough questions and so part of me wishes at times she could kind of step out and just see the bigger picture of it's not necessarily yeah. black or white or this or that. And if things don't go your way in one moment, doesn't mean that it's all going to hell and that like, this isn't working yeah. for you because it, you know, she continues to stick with it and, and it continues right. to show that it works. And I'm not, I'm like, I cry all the time. I'm not saying like she, people can't cry. It's just, I think it's so intense for her because she really cares about Tino. And that's why it's so heightened right now for her, which I totally understand. Uh, but I'm sure his yeah. parents don't hate her like she's thinking right now. So no, I just want her no. to be able to step outside of that and realize it. <sighs> Hometowns are so intense. Well, it's always an interesting time. I mean, we've lived through it and we still have more to see with Hometowns going into next week. But with that, I know I want to talk to Jesse because he's absolutely wonderful. I can't wait to pick his brain on this season. So let's bring him on. And Bachelor Nation, you know him. You love him. So please help me welcome the host of The Bachelorette, Jesse Palmer. Welcome back to Bachelor Happy Hour, Jesse. We are so excited to chat with you today. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. It's great seeing you both. How are you both? We're good. We are deep, obviously, in this season, which you have lived through and are now reliving. So we're actually excited to have you on because we want to chat not only about Gabby and Rachel's season, but also yeah. like taking it back to the beginning with you, with Clayton. Um, but before all of that, it was obviously hometowns. It was an intense emotional week on The Bachelorette. Uh mm -hmm. But there was something else intense and emotional that happened to you recently, and that is that you got married again. <laughs> so, and, and the pictures were stunning. Damn, Rebecca, why did but, you have to throw in the again? Well, it was again, right? <laughs> you got yes, married. Yes, it was again. Yes, I've gotten really good at getting married to the same woman over and over. It was so good this the first time. It was so good the first time. You had to take it for a second spin. I totally get it. But but the pictures were stunning. Can you fill us in a little bit about how you were in France, correct? Yeah, yeah, I was. Becca, thank you. It was so, you know, we were supposed to get married before before all the COVID craziness happened. Mm -hmm. We ended up getting engaged. Uh we sorry, we got um, eloped in Connecticut. Really small, intimate, and it was fantastic. Um and as time was going on, I just started feeling bad. And, and I was, I'm the oldest of three boys. And we, you know, we've had two weddings in my family and my parents have gotten to go see both my brothers married. And I just, just felt terrible that Emily's family and my family um, wouldn't see us get married. So we decided to just kind of, you know, walk, run it back essentially and get married where we were originally supposed to do it, which was in Provence at this beautiful chateau. Uh, called Chateau de la Gode, and it was it was just amazing. The original wedding was supposed to be about I think sixty people, seventy friends, and we decided just to do it with just our families. It was super intimate. It was like thirteen people total, 
And it was so beautiful. I know everybody always is going to say, hey, my wedding was, it was a perfect day. We just had the most magical, special, um, perfect, perfect day. Um, and mm-hmm. having her family from Brazil be there, it was the first time they'd ever flown or been on a plane. Oh, wow. So yeah. it was really intense. And Emily was nervous. And, you know, we were so worried about how would they feel about France? And it's a totally different thing. They don't speak English. So mm-hmm. now you're now you're putting them in France. How's that going to go? And then obviously my family coming as well and having everyone together for the week uh, was so great. Um, we have so many amazing memories oh. um, and it just was really magical. Yeah. Thanks so much for asking. Course, it was congrats. it was really cool. So, it looks beautiful. So I am so happy for both of you Thanks. and following I'm both glad of I you along. Again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> hey, Jesse, third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. Keep it alive, <laughs> Jesse. Keep it alive. Wait, do you speak any French? Because I, I heard that pronunciation like that was smooth. Oui, je parle français seulement un petit peu et je suis un peu timide aussi quand je parle français. Um, mais, uh, I had a chance to speak French actually a little bit this season on the show when we were in the app, which was really nice. How, how, how are you going to move past that? Like you're not even going to tell us what you said. Oh, I, I, yeah. I think I was talking about <laughs> What do you say? <laughs> Becca, he's said, roasting us. We just don't know well, it because yeah, it sounds like, beautiful. Like, nice lampshade, Michelle. Wow. Like the funny that. thing about... <laughs> dang, okay. I feel like French is like you could literally cuss somebody out and it'd be like... It still sounds wonderful. nice. It still, it still sounds, sounds so really proper. Nice. So yeah, exactly. It's one of those... It is one of those languages. It was great. I was so happy on this season. Um, that that uh, Gabby and Rachel got to visit um, France and Paris and mm-hmm. and Bruges, where they speak French as well. It was it, for them. Um, I just thought it was amazing. It was awesome. This is now your second season where yeah. you have been the host, and so we have to ask that first season with Clayton. You were in a new role. Clayton was in a new role. Right. You guys got extremely close are you guys still close do you still you know you went through that experience together do you still talk yeah we do and, and i've had a chance to to see him and hang out with him and also hang out with him and Susie together as well in a lot of different places it was actually just uh, Susie's birthday uh, just recently so i know they were in new york city so emily and i sent some wine and we sent some dessert up to them during their dinner um i, I have stayed in touch with clayton um and it's funny you know i i didn't know clayton um before we started shooting the show um, I had randomly broadcast one of his college football games in the past. So I, I kind of knew who he was, but I'd never met him mm-hmm. until he got out of the limo that first night at the mansion. I think what really made this experience much different for me the second time around with Gabby and Rachel was the fact that there was a familiarity there, um, mm-hmm. knowing them both based on Clayton's season and also kind of being there and seeing some of what they struggled through and the heartbreak at the end in Iceland. And so, you know, really wanting this to work out for them, but having that personal relationship with them coming into their own journeys, I think made this experience feel a little bit different for me as the host. Mm -hmm. Much more personal for sure. I want to ask you really quick before we go into Rachel and Gabby's season. um, I did just see that there was news released with Clayton and Susie that they're actually living I think in separate cities now. Is that something that he had mentioned to you? Have you were you able to talk to him about that? I know they've been talking a little bit about moving and where they were going to be. I think one and the other or both at some point, I think, want to get back out to the West Coast. So I know that's something that they've been talking about a little bit. They seem like they're on the same page about it, though. Just I mean, anytime like 
there's any type of movement like this, it's like everyone's like they're breaking up. They're not as strong. But I remember reading somebody made a really good point of the fact that they're so confident in following each other's dreams, but still being a part of each other's lives. And, you know, it, they are like they look like they're very, very happy. And mm-hmm. so a, a relationship would have to be a certain level of strength to go into that with confidence. Yeah, you know, I agree. Going long distance. I think it's a good point. You know, and I think, you know, Clayton moving out to Virginia to be with her and really kind of have that time. I think he really sort of committed himself to the relationship to kind of help. I think he was really they were both trying to build a foundation and really kind of get mm-hmm. that established. Because even even when you you're on the show together, you have those moments and you have those one on one or group dates and fantasy suites, et cetera, whatever. Right. You know, you still need that time away from the canvas to try and build and establish that. And I think one thing I really respect about um, the Clayton and Susie, I think they they really support each other in their 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 passions and what they want to do with respect to their individual careers. Mm-hmm. Now that the show is over, um, and whether that means moving back to the to the West Coast um, for one or for both. At this time, you know, I, I think they're right. they're going to keep supporting each other, whether or not they live in the same place or whether they mm-hmm. don't. But I know that they're they seem they're both. They seem to be doing great. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah. I mean, I, I love following everyone along, like just being part of this podcast, but they are a couple that th- it did not end, you know, in the standard typical bachelor fashion. And I think it threw a lot of people for a loop and I'm sure you, because this is especially for you, this is your first time hosting, but um, it's gotta be fun to kind of see it now come full circle and, and, you know, the show in, in a roundabout way still brought them together and fell in love, which is important. Um, speaking of something that's not typical, obviously having two bachelorettes is something we've for an entire season is something that we've never seen before. And there were people out there with their opinions on it. Um, and a lot of people were actually initially very critical of the season having two of them. But now that we've seen how it works and truthfully, like Michelle and I love it. What do you have to say to those people who had their doubts about it? Well, I think a lot of us sort of had doubts um, and and unanswered um, questions because I don't think we really understood what was going to happen, how right. the format mm-hmm. was going to play out. The one thing I think we all know, having been on the show, is that it's it seems pretty formulaic every season. Bachelor, Bachelorette, Paradise, whatever it is. Right. Um, there's this this rhythm and a cadence and a flow to every show that I think as viewers we all sort of get accustomed to. Um, I think having two bachelorettes for the entire course of the season obviously threw that all into whack. Um, and just simple things. Uh, how many men are going to be on the show? Who gets to date who? How are rose mm-hmm. ceremonies going to work? How are over, uh, hometowns going to work? Um, there was just so many things we didn't understand. And obviously, um, Gabby and Rachel sort of took the reins and called their own sh- had been calling their own shots along the way. And I think from a production standpoint in the show, every, everybody's just sort of riding the lightning a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I respect Abby and Rachel so much because they've had so many different things thrown at them, things they could have never prepared for. And I, I just feel like they've handled everything with so much grace and so much class and strength. Um, and their support for one another, I think is something that's really shown through. Um, so, so I guess what I would say is a long winded answer. I, I, what I would tell people is that it definitely has gone off script. I think we yeah. sort of knew that would happen in the beginning. Mm-hmm. The hope is that both Gabby and Rachel can find their person at the end of all this. And at this point right yeah. now, where we are in the journey, that's still very much in play. 
Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how this whole thing plays out. It's it, it's certainly not over yet. And there's going to be a lot mm-hmm. of twists and turns coming right. up. But yeah. but it, it has been new. It's been fresh. And I, I know this. Gabby and Rachel are, are both unbelievably deserving of this opportunity. I, I, looking yes. back on it now, had one got it and not the other. For me personally, I would have I would have felt bad for the person who missed right. out on the chance. I know that. It just I think that I, what I love the most about this, though, is that like when you when we all heard about it, I wasn't so much worried about Gabby and Rachel. And like I had faith in them with how they would handle situations. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that they were allowed to speak with each other. I'm happy that they were allowed to reflect with each other. And like Beck and I and Beck and I have spoken about like, do we really have FOMO of like <laughs> we did a season by ourselves and we now are wishing that we could do a season with somebody yes. else because it, because it is like you you are able to like talk to that other person and truly you know reflect in a way with someone who's going through it right then and there so like that piece is really nice and I, that's what I love is that they have allowed it to go off script mm-hmm. like they have allowed it to be it's like genuine and authentic piece you know through Gabby and Rachel and like they're handling it beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's a good point you make. It's like you're speaking to somebody who's living it in the same time as you and is maybe having similar experiences or, or feeling different emotions. I think what's been interesting about Gabby and Rachel's journey is we weren't sure if they were both going to kind of follow the same way or if one was mm-hmm. going to have an up day up update one was going to have a down date and it seems like at times both gabby and rachel have sort of fluctuated that way so it's so Mm -hmm. great to have each other to help bring each other to the same level that's that's kind of what what i keep thinking and it's funny you know when you're the bachelorette as you both were or as the bachelor uh i think one of the most shocking things about all this is that when you watch it back when it's airing on tv you realize so many things happen you never you never were aware of you never knew um, and I, I feel the same way as a host too, even though, yeah. you know, you're there, you're present and you're watching everything and whether you're there on, on set or and you're standing with the bachelorettes or you're watching back with the producers on 19 different TV screens, I still feel when I'm watching this back now, like, oh my gosh, there's so many things that, that I missed or, or things that yeah. I wasn't aware of and I didn't see. And so mm-hmm. for Gabby and Rachel to have to kind of try and contain all of that as best they can together has just been so impressed. It's so impressive to mm-hmm. me. I, yeah. I, I really cannot say enough about both. Yeah. Like it could go so wrong. And the season could have gone like so wrong. Yeah. And, and, and it still can. Yeah. <laughs> Don't <laughs> say that. We're going to be positive. Well, as of right now, end up here. as of right now, I think it's exceeding, at least for me, it's exce- exceeding my expectations. And it's just seeing those two together in those moments is just so Mm. fun. And I can only imagine what it was like for you in person. And one thing that Michelle and I have talked about quite a bit on the podcast is, you know, we're all about being even and equality. And I'm like, look, if they're going to have two women be the leads together, I would like to see two bachelors do a season together. Do you think, I mean, and and not, I think nothing's going to match what Rachel and Gabby brought us you know like they're their own people but do you think it could work with two bachelor leads in a season i think so and i i think this show is always trying to find ways to sort of reinvent Mm -hmm. itself or again give bachelor nation something new and something unique and something to talk about and i I think part of it too it's a bit of um it's an experiment I think certainly mm-hmm. that was the case with having two bachelorettes. So yeah, and I, I absolutely think we could see two bachelors down down the road. And 
And when you start thinking about it, it's interesting because I have thought about it. And I'm like, would you get two bachelors from totally different eras? How would you mm-hmm. pair it? Or would it be yeah. like the dynamic duos we've seen, like an Aaron and a James or like oh, a Greg no, and an Andrew? Don't say I that. was going to ask you who. <laughs> don't would you, say would be, that, Jesse. It's interesting. What would you think, <laughs> What would be your two picks? Oh, so I I mean, I'm partial to Greg and Andrew S uh, from Katie's season um, as a dynamic duo or (laughs) like I'm a big Mike Johnson fan. So maybe you could do like, I don't know, like a Mike Johnson and then maybe someone from like a newer season. Mm hmm. I think. think I mean that's I that's kind of what I think because obviously Rachel and Gabby are so close that I don't think you're going to be able to find unless you did like a Greg and Andrew S which I yeah. have no thoughts right. about like I don't think it could be that same dynamic that it would be fun pulling somebody from the past that has been out of the season for a little bit that you know has had time to reflect in their own personal life of what they would want and then somebody right. from a, a newer season and put them together and like have them kind of get to know each other and and see how that goes I think it would be very entertaining I think yeah. we should see it if we're going to have two girls Let's let's put the guys in there. And even if it's not a successful season, then, hey, you know, I'm all for it. Oh, man. Um, oh, well, one <laughs> thing, too, I wanted to say, and this is something I mean, so Michelle and I were at Mental All. Obviously, that hasn't aired yet. But one thing going back to Gabby and Rachel and how fun they are is like the bloopers of them together are, I think, like my favorite blooper reel I've ever seen on the show. Like those mm-hmm. two together are hilarious. It's just comedy all the time. I don't know how you got anything done. I don't know how this season was finished with the two of them, to, to be quite honest. Yeah. No it's wonder true. you had to split them up. You can't stop them. You can just hope to contain them. That's, that's so all you could do. Okay, so you did. Like, you, you saw these bloopers. You just saw you were around their vibes, their friendship, how much fun it was. Is there something that you can tell us about Gabby and Rachel that the viewers may not know just from watching them on the screen? Oh, that's, that's a great question. You know, I think maybe people, I think people think Gabby is just goofy all the time, all the time. You know, the thing about Rachel and Gabby, that they're two completely, they're they're their own people, they're they're different people, but they get along so, so well. I would say while both, both are unbelievably emotionally mature. um, And uh, I, I think, my time with them off camera, while it's still it's still a lot of jokes and still a lot of laughs, they're they're incredibly deep. Like they're they're both in, insanely deep, um, witty, obviously. But you can have incredible conversation with both. Like it's not just like armpits and champagne and and and, and jokes all the time. It's like really, it's it's incredibly impressive being around. I think both women um, that that can really just sort of lock in and, and have these these deep conversations about. Um, about a lot of different things. That's mm-hmm. what I would say. Yeah. What are some of your, from this season specifically, what are some of your most memorable moments that it's like that stands out? You will never forget what happened at a certain point. Oh, you know, well, obviously, I think you always remember the arrivals at the mansion, them two coming out together and just the excitement, um, getting ready to go on their journeys. Um the group date at SoFi Stadium for me as a former football player, but that was the biggest group date group date in, <laughs> yeah. in Bachelorette history. Yeah. It was just like hella dudes everywhere running around like the most beautiful football stadium. Um, obviously, the the rose ceremony where Rachel had three 
is rejected, unfortunately, is is one that I, I don't think I or a lot of Bachelor Nation will ever forget. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being in Paris and seeing Gabby and Rachel in that beautiful city on two incredible one-on-one dates was amazing. Um, so cool. The men tell have... all for me was was amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. But did you? Okay, so I know exactly so what you're one, thinking too. I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Viewer listeners are gonna have to wait for that one though. Was there at any point this season a moment where you, where you were like, what the hell do I do? How do I approach this? How do I handle this? Like, because I feel like. If I was in your position, that would be me constantly. But like, is there one moment where you were like, I don't know what to do here, oh, folks? Oh, oh God. Um, uh, yeah, it was the rose ceremony with um, with Rachel um, mm-hmm. when when three men uh, rejected her rose. And that was something that no, I don't think anybody expected to happen. Certainly Rachel wasn't expecting it. But I right. think all of us, I, I think everybody, most guys in the room, I think the producers from everybody's standpoint, I think we sort of felt like we had kind of had a plan. We sort of knew where everybody was going to be going with it. We thought we knew where everybody mm-hmm. was going to be going with right. their roses and, and sort of how the numbers were going to play out. And I mean, when I think about it now, I, I, even now, I just remember just feeling heartbroken for Rachel. I, I just was watching her and I could just see her going through the spectrum of emotion. I think mm-hmm. she was, she was shocked. She was confused. I think she was embarrassed. So I, I think in that moment where, mm-hmm. you know, where we've all been in rose ceremonies, we've all been the ones handing out the roses and, and then even to be a host in that situation where, I mean, there's a, there's yeah. an order, there's, there's a structure uh, that got thrown out of whack completely. Mm-hmm. And that definitely was like a, oh crap moment. Um, and, and not because of what I had to do or, or how I was going to have to try to like help facilitate it solely right. because my, my heart was breaking for Rachel. Right. It was it was awful. How long did that night take? Because we all know how long rose ceremony evenings go. Like they're well into the next morning. And I can only imagine you think it's going to go pretty quick because, you know, you have less guys at this point. But with that switcheroo, it had to have probably taken so much extra time. It did. It did. And then, you know, we, we, Rachel needed time. Yeah. She needed time to walk away and try to uh, wrap her mind around. Exactly all the craziness that had just happened. And thank God, you know, Gabby was there and she could speak with her and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, they had each other to kind of try to walk each other through it. And I mean, it, it took a lot of, it, it took a lot of um, guts. It, it took a lot of confidence. I mean, for Rachel to scoop herself up off the ground and walk back out there mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. offer up another rose and then have to, and then have to do it again and yeah. again. Right. I mean, it was, it was, she was so brave to, to do what she did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it did take Gosh. a while and, and she needed that time. And I'm, I'm glad she, she had it because, you know, at that point, you know, you, you, a lot of us were sitting back watching it and we're like, dude, she, she could call it right now. Right. She's, she's liable out. to just, yeah. God. I mean, we, no How one knew, no one knew what was going to happen. It was no one knew How it was going to frustrating and heartbreaking. Yeah. Just because it's like, you're in, like you went through that, right? Like she went through that heartbreak on Clayton season as a contestant not everybody can make it to the end like you go through that heartbreak and then like now you're like yeah I'm in the driver's seat and it's like this like constant rejection that you're still experiencing yeah. it's like you're now it's like it's my turn it's my turn I mean all, all, all Rachel wanted was just to feel desired right mm-hmm. which I think I think most people in that situation would want I don't think that's asking too much and she just 
that had these constant rejections that were piling up on each other. Um, you know, when her and I had our talk on the ship, she'd mentioned, she said, I just feel like I'm getting a run of bad cards. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't break through. I'm waiting for this to get better. And it's not. And like, I get goosebumps thinking about it because it's like it, you know, I, I felt that for too. And I was just, I was just wanting something good to good, you know, good to happen to her. Mm -hmm. And I wanted this, you know, for her to be able to write the ship and, she was just going through a really, really, really rough, rough patch. Mm -hmm. She was. Well, that's a good part for me to ask this then, because once you were on the ship and Gabby had her group of men, Rachel had her group of men, Logan was the one and only guy really to, I don't want to say jump ship, no pun intended, but like he came and had a conversation about, you know, I, I, I'm still feeling these emotions for Gabby. I want to see where that could go. So what was your first thought when Logan basically said he wanted to break up with Rachel and move over to pursue Gabby? And also in that moment, too, was there a part of you that like foresaw how it would potentially work out for Logan? Did you think he should follow his heart or do you think he should have maybe just left right then and there and just, you know, at that point, given the timing, just removed himself? Yeah, great questions. Um, my first reaction was, "What are you doing? Like, were you not present at the last rose ceremony? You knew the, you knew how this was structured, right? Mm -hmm. If you accept a rose, then you're right. you're expected to commit to that relationship and and to to follow that journey in its entirety." Talking with Logan, though, at first I thought he would he was just kind of wishy washy, but the more we talked and and I could see the emotion, <laughs> he he did seem like he really was conflicted and he had these feelings for Gabby and he was just, he wanted to be truthful to himself. I think he always was very aware that his decision was going to be an unpopular one. Mm -hmm. And he was aware mm -hmm. that there were going to be consequences for it. I don't think he fully grasped though, how that was going to send shockwaves and ripples through, through the rest, how that wasn't just affecting him and Rachel. Yeah. That was going to affect yeah. the guys that were dating Rachel. And it was going to affect the guys that were dating Gabby because he had, he had been intimate with Gabby earlier on in the journey at the first group at the first group date back at the ladies um, mansion. Um, I know that I knew Gabby was interested in him at one point, and so I wasn't sure that Gabby was just going to totally close the door um, on on Logan once he had that conversation. But I also wasn't sure how how Rachel was going to, you know, or Gabby was going to take the news once the ladies had a had a conversation together. Right. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I, I thought that was pretty That's telling true. about their friendship when, when Rachel was just like, look, if you like them or you think there might be something there, I don't want to shut, I don't want to close the doors to that. I want to give you that opportunity. I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and tell you to send him home because he's now just broken up with me. Um, I think for her to give uh, Gabby that space, I thought was amazing one for her and very strong for, of, of her. Um, and I didn't, you know, and, and I wasn't sure that Gabby was just going to send Logan packing either. So, I, you know, he, yeah. he he took a huge risk. It was obviously very, very unpopular. And he's there's been he's been criticized a lot for it, I think, in a lot of ways, rightfully so. And so that, that's you, that's kind of where that ended. Yeah. Do you feel like Logan had the emotional insight of where he was leaning well before he made the decision that he did? Or do you feel like he that's like what the first time where he like truly knew what he was supposed to do? Because I, I, there's all this, you know, controversy yeah, of he had this and it's unpopular. And, and these are 
maybe natural emotions when you have two different bachelorettes. But like, you know, so many people have said that, okay, well, you played your cards or you were very strategic so that you made it as far as possible. Right. And then you realize, you know, once you got to this point that you can't get there with one person and you, you know, your feelings are somewhere else. I think he was conflicted personally. Of course, the only person that really really knows that deep down inside is Logan. Yeah. Um, Logan was one of the few, if not the only, um, guy I think that that had had gotten time with both Gabby and Rachel. He had he had kissed both Gabby and Rachel. He was the only one sort of down, kind of that it had that sort of um, perspective. And I I don't think at that rose ceremony he felt like he was one hundred percent one way or the other. And I mm-hmm. think after after accepting the rose from Rachel, I think he. He realized, I think he was willing to, to pursue Rachel. I think he realized that he still had feelings for Gabby. And, you know, there were moments I know that Logan wanted to, he wanted to talk to Rachel and, and wanted to have some of those, those discussions about how he was feeling. I know one of those moments was on the ship um, at, at a cocktail party. That's when all the Hayden drama happened. It right. got the cocktail party cut short and canceled. And Logan missed out on an opportunity, accepted another rose that night. And then sort of kind of kept the thing bleeding and going on. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I think he was per, like personally, I think Logan was there that he was conflicted, I think. But of course, the only person that really knows deep down is, is Logan. Right. So taking it back, I guess, like not even night one in particular, but usually that first night as you are starting to meet the men, um, I feel like the team with the leads kind of has a good idea of like who would be a good fit for the lead. Right. And Michelle, I don't know if you did this on your season, but you know, like Carrie Fetman, the stylist will always be like, okay, who are your, your top three or four guys after meeting, meeting everyone. And um, my question is, did Gabby and Rachel do that with you early on in this journey? And did it seem like y'all had a good sense of maybe a couple men who you knew would stick around, who would make it very far and just be a great fit for those two? Um, we didn't really have that. I mean, I sort of knew based on first impression roses, obviously Rachel and Tino had this, had this really strong connection. I think for her, that was a guy right away that established himself early in her mind. I think uh, for Gabby, you know, she was a little bit more, a little bit more open. They were both open-minded, obviously. I, I remember a comment where Gabby had said like, Eric was the kind of guy that, that she, she's sort of, he was the, the, the type of guy that she's dated a lot in the past. Yes. And so we weren't really sure, you know, he had the mullet, you know, they'd, they'd, they'd had a great first date at the mansion <laughs> on, on, on the first night as well. Um, and I know she was really excited about Mario too, who, who she had handed out her first impression rose to. So, you know, it wasn't like we had it like drafted, like it'll be boom, 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 both sides. I think they were both really giving it an honest and open um opportunity and like yeah. what made it more difficult was that they didn't even really speak to a lot of the men that first night it was just so many yeah. dudes right and which is i think a big okay. a big part of why they called that first row ceremony michelle why are you laughing i'm laughing so hard right now because i <laughs> because jesse i need i was listening in promise but i got stuck when you said mario so i need to ask you this jesse what was it what were your <laughs> thoughts that first night Seeing Mario and Gabby kiss their first kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What was your reaction? I'm not like the, the kissing police, and I'm I'm not pretending like I'm like you know uh, Don Juan DeMarco when it comes to kissing. I was all I would say was they're they're 
they lacked they lacked commitment <laughs> and conviction. It was kind of like yeah, the chemistry was uh, missing. Uh, kissing, um, hit, yeah, over, kissing yeah. chemistry. Yeah, kissing it was just him, like yeah. you know, and I think I think Mario was you know it was the first kiss. You know, he just just talked to Gabby. He was nervous. They were also positioned very awkwardly on the couch so it was it wasn't it wasn't easy but yeah it was it was memorable <laughs> any other really awkward funny moments that we didn't necessarily get to see during the season so far that like also stick out in your mind there was a lot that went down in the talent competition do you remember that yes remember the guys mm-hmm. in that first day yeah. yeah there was a lot going on sort of behind the scenes there there was dudes falling down there's things that got broken um, you know, it's like every year there's always like the, there's like warrior bees and wasps that are always attacking you in, like during shoots. Um, mm. trying to think of what else, what else I saw. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's probably what stands out the most. I think, mm-hmm. I think it was like that talent contest. Thank God, because there was a lot of things that, that, that we didn't need to see outside <laughs> of a person taking like a whole jar of marinara sauce and dumping it on himself which isn't the last time that we will see that <laughs> I, I, or smell it or smell, or smell thank it. you michelle that's the thing as gross as it looks the smell of it is yes. so bad is I mean, it if, if i love tomato sauce i think it smells great but, no. when, but when you're like watching it in between someone's toes and, okay yeah and like, when you paint that it around picture, and you like bolognese and you like pasta not it's like a no-go like it reminds me of when i bring my kids down to the cafeteria and you have a bunch of like elementary students in the lunchroom and it's pizza whatever pizza spaghetti they have it all over their face they're like gnawing on i don't even know how half of it doesn't go in their mouth and they all smell like marinara sauce they leave it on that's how that's how it is michelle you, you can leave the classroom but the classroom won't leave you no. <laughs> okay, Jesse. Neither will the um, I want. There is one thing that I have been dying to ask you about ever since the season started, and it's not something we've ever seen or heard before. And it has to do uh, with your new casting calls, because in the past they were always very straightforward. If you or someone you know are looking for love, apply to be on The Bachelor. This year, uh, you've spiced it up. You've thrown in that marinara sauce <laughs> in those casting calls. I want to know, yeah. do you come up with those on your own? It is a collaborative effort. I cannot uh, confirm or deny, but there is a collaborative effort happening. Um, and I, I for one, have absolutely... I, I, I'm sorry if this makes anybody out there angry. I have absolutely loved doing them. I love hearing them. If you ever need some creative um, writing skills, too, in the future, I would love to be brought on to write maybe just one, if possible. If the position is open. I would love that. Mm -hmm. They're so good. We would love to have. I know, because we're going to keep doing these. I hope it's a thing that's that's here to stay. I hope so. We're going to continue moving these forward. It's so good to switch it up. And and I feel like it just also hooks people more like, no one likes a commercial break, right? But it kind of just hooks you to like stay around to hear what you're going to say. I find they're golden. I love them. I love the change. Did Which you find out that your guy favorite? you're dating is your cousin? I, I think it's probably that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, my favorite is like, like everyone agreed your ex was a loser or like dump right. him. Dump his ass. Dump his ass. Dump his, like, right. It's was it a loser or was it stupid? It, I don't know loser. what it was. Yeah. It, and it's not just dump him. It's or break up with him. It's dump his ass. So well, try wait. to be on The Bachelor. So because of these. ABC.com slash casting. Because of these casting calls <laughs> now, have you gotten a lot of good applicants? 
we have. Yes. Sometimes yes. people just need that extra push. And I it's agree. Just like, know somebody that would be great on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, go to abc.com slash casting. I mean, that's not going to get anybody to do No, people are falling you asleep during that. Girlfriends, yeah, you always but... tell your girlfriends watching the show that you'd be great on the show. Prove it. Right. Prove it. Can you imagine, your mouth is. Exactly. <laughs> Like a yeah. viewer, like you think there's actually like a viewer somewhere that's sitting on the couch and is like, yeah, he's a loser. <laughs> like, goodbye. And then goes to like apply. I'm going to yeah. prove it now. Don't <laughs> 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 his ass. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're a loser. Yeah. Get out. Is your boyfriend live in a van down by the river? Dump his ass. <laughs> that guy's like, I do live in a van down by the river. I'm going to go on The Bachelor and I'm going to win. Person- Dean, Dean is like, oh love. shit, Jesse's talking about me right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had people I had people DM me all the time on social media like screw you Jesse Palmer. We love our yes. fans. I'm here watching with my cats and that's all I need. <laughs> It's my so cat good. is all I need to watch this show. It's so good. Um, okay, so you have been privy to much more than we will ever know, just being viewers of the show. But we want to know, without giving too much away, what can we expect from the rest of the season? Do our girls yeah. find love? Are they happy? Well, see, I think that's the biggest question, right? And we sort of touched on it a little bit earlier. You know, we don't, we didn't know how this was going to go. We didn't know how it was going to play out. And I think... I wonder, like, to Michelle's point earlier, when people were, were, were wondering about how this was going to happen, um, what do you think people's hope was at the end of all this? Two proposals? Two engagements for both? Did they both find love in the end? Um, or were people being realistic and they're like, eh, you know, it's not guaranteed on, on any season now that it's, it is going to happen. So maybe mm-hmm. one gets engaged, one doesn't. Um, but really, at this point, at this point in the journey right now, um, everything's on the table. And is it mm-hmm. does one get engaged Do both get engaged Do none get engaged? Mm-hmm. Do they both make it to the finish line? Ooh, yeah. Well, now you leave well, I, me I, a lot to I'm think just about. Saying, that's something okay. that nobody talks or thinks about. But right. you've already seen the hurdles that both these women have had to overcome, particularly Rachel. I feel like she's had multiple. And then at what point is enough enough? Yeah, right. For, for either of like, them. Right. Like they, you, like you said, they, they kind of switch. Like one is high, one is low. So right. I'm hoping that we both end high and like the high is both of them are happy. Whether I that's in a relationship happy, whether that's walking away independently happy, yeah. whether that's engaged. But I if nothing too. else, they, those two together, like they have built this lifelong friendship that I can imagine will, they will be in each other's lives forever. It's, mm-hmm. it, that has been a beautiful thing to watch. So you know, if nothing else, they have each other. Everybody's a loser. Dump that. their asses. <laughs> we got each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, Jesse! It is always so much fun having you. I'm. I can't believe we. I feel like we just had you on for Clayton season, but so much has happened since then. It's always fun to pick your brain and see you again. But before we have you go. I'm sure you remember we ask a rose and thorn from our guests. So basically yes. highlight favorite moment and then low light. So whatever you want to start with. Sure. Uh, my rose would be, I think, Gabby and Rachel's one-on-one date in Paris. I, I know mm-hmm. the week before that in L.A., they had both had some some hurdles. Uh, Gabby on her big group date after things that Hayden and Jacob had said to her. Uh, and then, of course, Rachel at the rose ceremony. Um, so to see them in the City of Lights, in such a romantic place and had two amazing one-on-one dates gabby with jason uh rachel was with tino 
I think for them, that was a moment where it was kind of an aha, like, okay, now I'm feeling like the bachelorette. Everything's going well. This is what it's supposed to be. For me, that was awesome. That mm-hmm. is my rose moment. Aww. My thorn moment, we talked about it, was was that rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was was my heart was breaking for Rachel. Um, that was extremely, extremely difficult yeah. uh, for her. And so that, that, that unfortunately is something I'll never forget. Um, and I'm just so happy that Rachel was able to move on past that and, and pick herself up mm-hmm. and, and get back on, on the horse because she's, she's, she has a chance. She has a chance now at this point to really find a person and, and be in love. So I, I give her a ton of credit for that. Oh, well, we can't wait to watch you watch the girls as they finish out this journey. I hate seeing this journey, but that's what it is. And mm-hmm. before we let you go, I actually have to, give kudos where they are due uh every time we are at a live show or even just talking with the team and the production team everyone says how just kind and so sweet you are and so and i think that's something that everyone should hear and i've heard nothing but great things i know we've met briefly and we've had you on this podcast a couple times and i definitely can attest to everything that they're saying but it's always really great to hear and so i just wanted to share that with you so thanks for being so wonderful you guys that's so nice no truly truly so down to earth I appreciate the right man for this job. Thank you both so much. Thanks for having me on again. Of course, you guys do such an amazing job. Really. Well, no, this means where I know how. And you, you both are pros. Oh well, well, we know so so good. We know how busy you are. You're at the Food Network right now, trying to just keep the electricity going. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. Well, I'm still in training. You guys are doing great, Michelle. Get some new lamps. Get some new lamps, Michelle, and uh, (laughs) we'll we'll do this again. This is this is going to be great. Honestly, I feel like they're pretty on vibe. No, I was actually actually going to say when you first came you're just on mad those... about your ceiling okay they're not even mine but you're mad about your ceiling and you're mad about your lights and you're mad that you were told not to click your pen no <laughs> somebody give his, this, this man his pen back this has been so difficult to do this entire thing without clicking this thing just once i appreciate you both so, so great much. thanks jesse so we'll great. see you soon we'll take you care down the road. we'll see you yes. right. bye jesse He's so, so wonderful to talk to, so kind. Everything that everyone has said about him, it just speaks volumes to his character. So thank you, Jesse. I know you are crazy busy, but it's always fun to get, especially the host point of view, for the real behind the scenes and insight. So uh, thank you, Jesse, for being here. And thank you, Bachelor Happy Hour listeners. Don't forget, everyone, that you can catch all new episodes of The Bachelorette every Monday on ABC or Hulu. And make sure to hit us up on social. You can follow us at Bachelor Happy Hour on Instagram. And from there, you'll find everything you need to know to follow us on Twitter and TikTok. And Bachelor Happy Hour is available on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. And you can always listen ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. Thank you, everyone. And we will see you next week. Cheers. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. 
they also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert. I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. I think when, when you're in a relationship, being able to travel with somebody is like one of the best things you could do. I agree. I think some of our best memories together are exploring new places and relaxing somewhere on a beach. So we've been working with the brand Beachbound Vacations to find our next perfect beach vacation. And instead of spending hours searching for your perfect beach, take the perfect beach finder quiz and let Beachbound do the heavy lifting for you. Go to beachbound.com to get started today. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for our next vacation. To get started, go to beachbound.com, click be the first to try and then select take our quiz. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 